Newsbreak podcast. The biggest learning experience was my Durban-based activism, of which Chatsworth-based activism was the biggest part of it. Mm. You ended up in London and Oxford University studying politics there. I mean, that in itself just sounds absolutely surreal. Well, it was surreal actually because. Uh, so try to imagine. Was it that, part right? of the plan? Uh, not really. I mean, um, that's a very important question, actually. Yeah. About what plan did we have? I mean, we had no plans, yeah. quite frankly. I mean, it didn't make sense because we, once you got involved in the struggle during those times, it was a question of life and death. Yeah. So you knew you could be arrested, you yeah. could end up in prison for a long time, you might have to go to exile, you might get killed. Let's just talk about present day and let's talk about Amnesty International because it's such a, a reputable organization. You know, how do you feel knowing that you're going to be representing this organization? Well, to be honest with you, I'm like quite uh, nervous. Uh, even though I've done similar roles before, I used to be the head of Greenpeace, as you know. I am daunted, but also deeply humbled and excited by the opportunity to be able to contribute to one of the best campaigning organizations that exists in the world, one of the oldest, and which is one of the strongest in the human rights field. So, But I would be lying to say to you that given the state of the world right now, that I'm not anxious about how easy it is going to be to change the suicidal trajectory that humanity is on uh, in the sense of, you know, on climate, on, 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 on deepening inequality and so on, and on growing violence as well. That's precisely the question I want, I want to ask you. I mean, you know, the reports that come through, whether it's the sale of Yazidi women, whether it's the persecution of the Rohingya Muslim, whether it's the day-to-day treat, uh, you know, what we understand to be the treatment of Palestinian people, it's cruel. Yeah. Why is it getting so cruel? As resources on the planet shrink, as we have less water for human consumption as well as for agriculture, as we have less land because of desertification brought about by climate change and other environmental neglect, once basic resources that humanity needs to survive, you know, water, food, shelter, and so on, once those start getting constrained, that the shrinking of resources is also bringing out a more um, sort of raw kind of survival instinct at all costs and you know so it's not about we must survive as a community or we must survive as a people but it will eventually get to a point which is what we are seeing and that's what we must reverse is a culture of where you know everybody for themselves and so what do you do then now at Amnesty International in terms of highlighting this, showing this, and, 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 and I think bringing, bringing a new dimension to that conversation that the world needs to know about? So firstly, I would say is that as Amnesty recognizes however big and strong and powerful it might be, we can only win if we work in partnership and alliance with others who, who have common interests, and by this I mean trade unions, religious organizations, NGOs, and so on. The second thing we need to do is we need to look at what history teaches us about how change happens. And if history teaches us one thing, it is only when decent men and women stand up and say enough is enough and no more, we prepare to put our lives on the line, we prepare to go to prison if necessary, and so on. It's only then that you can change. And so one of the things Amnesty will be doing or seeking 
trying to do is to intensify peaceful civil disobedience and resistance. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.